Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations, the podcast where we explore the intersection of queer identity and Christian faith. I'm your host, Coach Yema, and I'm here to guide you through this journey. As an LGBTQ plus affirming Christian coach, I know firsthand that navigating these two identities can be complex, especially when fear, shame, and doubt are involved. That's why on this podcast, I'll be sharing my own experiences, insights, and strategies to help you feel confident in your relationship with God. We'll cover a range of topics from how to reconcile your queer identity with your faith to practical tips for building a strong spiritual foundation. Together, we're going to dive deep into the issues that matter the most to you. So whether you are a Christian who is queer, looking to connect with others who share your journey, or someone who's curious about how these two identities can coexist, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's have some queer Christian conversations. Hello, beloved, and welcome to a new episode with me. You already heard the intro, so I don't have to go through all that. And you've already read the title, so let me tell you what we're talking about today. I was asked to have this conversation about how to respond to your family member who thinks, or family members, who think that you are falling for a false doctrine, that you are on the slippery slope, that you are in the the hands of the enemy believing that God loves queer people that somehow you have been deceived. Now, this is not something I am unfamiliar with. This is something I'm very familiar with and I'll tell you my story in a little bit about how people in my life who were worthy of the energy that I would need to give to maintain or honor those connections, how I dealt with their questions and their concerns as I stepped into the affirmation of myself and of other people. So this whole topic for me, I always have a disclaimer because we have to put boundaries around our energy and the relationships that we are going to invest that energy in. So if these are family members who think that you are going down the false doctrine, who never call you for your birthday, (laughs) have no idea what's going on in your life. If these are family members that you are only seeing on Facebook, who have made no emotional deposits into your life, honey, how do you respond to those people? You don't, okay? We do not respond or give energy into relationships that have no history of an equal exchange of concern, of care, of um, a listening ear, of transparency. If you have not given into me, into my life, up until this time, now that you're saying I'm affirming myself and now you have questions, my job is not to answer those questions for you, okay? My job is to let you have your questions and you stay with those questions and you can ask Google or you can ask ChatGPT, honey. That's not my concern, okay? But for the people who have invested into your life, those people that you would consider important and close to you, 
this conversation is going to help you have those conversations with them. For me, there are several people in my life who had questions, maybe did not um, voice their concerns, and I'll tell you why they didn't, but those are people that I spent time with having conversation because I knew that they were invested in my well-being, not just in my um, eternal destiny of whether I was going to end up in hell or in heaven, that they were genuinely interested and concerned and loved me um, where I was for who I was and wanted to know for the sake of our relationship of their care for me, right? So in um, a specific situation I can think about right now, someone very close to me that I worked with very intimately at the um, ministry that I worked at when I came out and shared on social media that this was the work that I would be doing, they reached out to me and didn't specifically say you're falling for false doctrine, but asked me if everything was okay, which is inferred, right? If you're asking me if everything's okay because of what you, you're seeing, because I know what the question they were asking because they they took a screenshot of my <laughs> of my page and they sent uh, the screenshot with their question. So I knew what the question, um, where it was coming from. And they were asking, was everything okay? Because what appeared to them was that I had fallen away from the gospel as I knew it, or even worse in their mind would be walking away from God and from Jesus. And I was able to assure them that everything was okay, that I'm, I'm all right. And it wasn't a long conversation because my life that I have lived up until the point in time of where I came out publicly as um, queer and affirmed my identity and affirmed that this was the work that I was called to do, my life up until that point had evidence in it of my relationship with God. And what I mean by that, there was evidence of a changed life from who I was in the sense of my actions and behaviors um, as related to addictions and just really poor decision making into a full commitment to the call of God, the life of God, the will of God for my life and a full commitment and dedication to that. So that was the that was my past. And so all these people were included in that and so they walked this with me. And so when I came to the affirmation of myself and others and the work that I do, it was difficult for them to question whether or not I was hearing from God because my relationship with God was very evident in my life. So um, for you who may be um, asking this question of what do I do if they think I'm falling for a false doctrine? Like, can I, maybe the question is, can I convince them that I'm not? No, you cannot convince anybody of anything. All we can do is live the life that we believe is in alignment with our relationship with God. So my first tip to you uh, as you are attempting to have these conversations is have the, the ex do not have the expectation of changing anybody's mind. That is not our job, okay? That is the Holy Spirit's work to do. That is not our work. 
the proof is in the pudding of your life when jesus was going through this very similar situation right because i don't know if i shared this on the podcast yet or only in um the casual live conversations we've we've had on instagram is that jesus is such a queer icon because jesus came on the scene and nobody believed that who he said he was was biblical who jesus said he was as the son of god was not in according to the beliefs of the time. And so Jesus was in a constant battle with his society, with his um, his immediate environment, right? Of saying, trying to convince them, which Jesus didn't really try to do that. Jesus just did the work, right? Of people saying, you are not who you are. You cannot be the son of God. And what did Jesus say in John? Even if you don't believe me because of my testimony, believe me for the works themselves. Can someone who is filled with a demon do the work that I'm doing? If you cannot believe me because of the words that I'm speaking, can you believe the fruit of my life? And so to you who's asking this question, can you just live your life and have the fruit of your life be evidence to those people? And in conversation, can you say this to them, right? What is the evidence? Can you see that I'm, I have more peace? Can you see that I'm more compassionate? Can you see that I have mercy? Can you see that I'm loving, that I'm kind? Can you see the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22? Can you see the fruit of the Spirit in my life? That is the question. And we really spend so much time trying to convince people of things through conversations, which, you know, in social media days right now, we think that a discourse back and forth from behind a screen is going to convince somebody of anything in the comment section. And it's just not going to happen, right? And in your intimate relationships, the people that you see day to day, a conversation here and there to say, this is where I'm coming from. This is what I've studied. Just sharing where you where you've done the work and the study that you have done is enough beloved no one is going to be convinced based upon this conversation you may inspire some new questions but to completely change someone's mind about whether or not you are falling for a false doctrine through a conversation is not going to happen the work that we have to do is to live the life in accordance with the belief systems that we have. And so if I believe in God and I believe God is affirming of me and my belief system is in alignment with the Christian belief system, um, let's just say, because hmm, you know, the word Christian can be a little tight today, okay, <laughs> these days. Um, but am I living according to what Jesus ascribed for someone who believed in jesus christ and believe in that christ consciousness and the oneness with god is my life evident of that if your life is not evident of that that's the that's the bigger work to do right and i know the question was like what do i what do i do with these people who are thinking that i'm falling for a false doctrine honestly is to just disconnect from that energy of feeling the need that you have to prove anything to anybody i'm gonna say that slower because i know i said that kind of fast okay is to disconnect from this from this um, exchange, this energy dynamic of where 
now I have a magnifying glass on me because I have to prove that I'm even a bigger Christian, whatever that would mean, to be a better Christian than everybody else around me because now I'm queer and now I have to prove that I'm a Christian as well. And here's the truth. Your actions don't make you a Christian. Your faith makes you a Christian. Should I say it again? Your actions, beloved, don't make you a Christian. Your faith makes you a Christian. Your actions are a result of what you believe. So if you believe that God loves you, if you believe that you are righteous in the eyes of God, if you believe that the fruit of the Spirit is love and the manifestation of love is joy and peace and kindness and goodness and gentleness um, and self-control, all of these things, if you believe that, your life will be evidence of that. So what is the work to do is to live the faith that you say that you have, is to do the Christian part of being a queer Christian, which the doing of it again is the belief. You remember the story in the Bible, um, I think it was, I don't think it was the rich young ruler, but it was around somewhere in the scripture around those that story. And the individual came up to Jesus and says, what's the work that we should do and jesus responded that the work was to believe so that's the work your believing is going to be evident in your life if you believe that you are the righteousness of god as a queer person i'm going to be able to look at your life and tell what you believe about you and about god so if the conversation happens right number one i'll say this in the actual conversation, ask questions. It's very easy in those situations for us to become like we are in a court and we're on a stand being interrogated. That's not how this kind of conversation with someone who you love and who loves you and cares about you should go. It should be a dialogue. Okay, so they're asking questions and you're asking questions because nobody's on the stand here, right? No one's trying to prove anything. We are listening to learn, not to respond. That goes for you and for them, right? We're listening to learn, to hear where you are because we are invested in this relationship in maintaining this connection, not in being right. That's a posture that you cannot control them having but that's a posture that you can control yourself having because we have absolutely no right to dictate what other people believe even if we're like this is the right thing to believe and of course god loves queer people and it's wrong and da da da, da. we don't have any right to dictate what other people believe just like how they don't have a right to dictate what we believe so in the situation with someone who you care about and who you love who's coming to you sincerely because they're concerned that you are believing a false doctrine and that this false doctrine is coming from the enemy of your soul that's trying to deceive you to get you into situations that's going to be detrimental for your life. In that conversation, you are not coming in because you're right. You're coming in to learn where this person's coming from, even if you think that you know what. Okay, we're coming in with the spirit of curiosity, right? I'm asking questions. What is it about what I believe right now that's concerning to you? And how, how pervasive is that concern? 
in your life for me? Like, is it keeping you up at night or is it just like a, hmm, I, I wonder if they're believing a false doctrine because there's a difference, right? Um, maybe you have a parent who maybe it's pervasive for them and is keeping them up at night, right? We don't know. So you're asking the question. So number one, come with the spirit of curiosity. Number two, come without, which is kind of like number one, but it needs to be clarified. Come without expectation. Number three, come with an attitude of learning where they are coming from. All of these three things are saying the same thing, but I'm parsing it out because it's important for us to acknowledge and identify it, right? Come with an attitude of learning, not to correct, not to fix. And number four, come with the purpose of sharing where you are and having that be enough. Again, there's nothing to prove. Lisa Nichols, um, I don't know if you're aware, she's a phenomenal speaker, powerful motivator, right? Um, she has this mantra that I really, really love that got her through the beginning of her journey. And I probably won't remember all of it, but it's coming to me now. And she would say, I have nothing to defend. I have nothing to prove. There's another one and I'm not remembering right now. If you remember it, put it in. There's no comments on here. <laughs> uh, what is it? Put it in. Where would you put it? I don't know where you would put it, beloved. Um, but send it to me on my DM so I can remember if I haven't Googled it by that time. But the main thing that I'm remembering now is she would say, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to defend. Another one's coming to me and I have nothing to hide. I think it was three, but I'm pretty sure maybe it was four. But those three things, right? I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to defend. I have nothing to hide. Okay? So if we can go in to these conversations with that attitude, you have nothing to prove to anyone. You have nothing to defend. You don't need to defend your identity. You don't need to defend your belief system to anyone. You don't need to hide your belief. You don't need to hide who you are because that is internalized homophobia. All of those things, if we're approving, if we're hiding, if we're defending, it's all internalized homophobia. When you get to a place of peace in who you are and how you identify and you're comfortable in that and you have that affirmation, that that assurity, um, what's that, that hymn, that blessed assurance from God, that God affirms you, there's such a peace and a calm and a serenity where I no longer need to prove anything. Jesus is such a great, um, a great example of this. If you can study and go through the Gospel of John and study Jesus's response to people when they came and they were challenging his identity, that is a better um, teaching than I can give on here on a, on a 20 minute podcast, right? Go and st that would be my, my coaching um, practice for you, homework, whatever it would be to go and do that, to study how Jesus responded to people who were questioning his identity, right? If you don't believe my word, believe the work that I'm doing, believe the fruit of my life. If you don't believe my testimony about myself, 
I'm not concerned what you think because one day, okay, you are hailing this person and, and celebrating them. The next day you're canceling them, okay? <laughs> Talk about it. They were canceling people back in the biblical days. This is nothing new, all right? <laughs> so one day you are celebrating them. The next day you're canceling them, right? Jesus was saying, y'all are so fickle, right? And I'm supposed to lean my identity on what you believe about me? Heck no. I'm going to believe the person, the being that I came from. I'm going to believe God's testimony about me way before I believe anybody else's testimony about me. And I talked about that, about this, um, this week on Instagram. We are so concerned about what other people think about us, even not even as queer people, just being people. And we are that way because we have not been convinced about how God sees us God's opinions about us God's thoughts about us okay so that's the work to do um if you don't know here and you don't follow me on any of the social media platforms which I am on all of them as coach Yama there's a book there's a devotional coming out beloved um it is called in order to know God and I'm going to be taking you through the character of God through the the thoughts the feelings the actions um what was the other one feelings, thoughts, actions, and words of God. The pre-order is going to start on April 17th and the book will be released on June 17th. So that is super exciting. And in the meantime, as you wait on that, if you are ready to do the work of where you have that sweet, blessed assurance that God is affirming of you and you want to develop a, a routine that you can do daily that you know for sure connects you with who God is, with God, right? To interact and build that deep connection and still live fully expressed as who you are. If you're ready to do that work, slide into my DMs on Instagram or you can go on my website, confidentlyqueer.com and you can set up a complimentary session with me to see if working together in the confidently queer program is the next best step for you so beloved until next time remember you have nothing to prove you have nothing to defend and you have nothing to hide i love you and i'll see you next time bye